What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Backup Fantasy Sports. It is Tuesday, February 27th. My name is Ewan, and on today's episode, we're going to get into some F1 fantasy with a Bahrain Grand Prix preview. The first race of the year is finally here for F1 fantasy. It's race week. Everyone's excited. It starts on a Thursday. Qualifying is Friday. The race is on a Saturday, so do not get caught out this week, but... If you missed all my preseason content, go back, check that out. But this is the usual schedule. Every week that there is a Grand Prix, there will be a Grand Prix preview for F1 Fantasy. Today's episode will be slightly longer due to, I'm kind of going to go over like preseason testing, team selection, a little bit of a race preview. So check out the timestamps in the description below just to jump around. Lots of content to consume this week. I don't want to take up any more of your time than I already do. So just jump around there if you don't have time for everything that I have right now. But first things first is there will be a deadline live stream for the Bahrain Grand Prix. Uh, not sure how many of these I'm going to get to do this season. But with it being the first race of the season, very important for our F1 fantasy teams. I will be live two hours before the deadline, which you can see here in the little banner below my face here, local time, 7 p.m., UK time, 4 p.m., USA Eastern, 11 a.m. So I will be going live at 2 p.m. UK time and 9 a.m. US Eastern time for two hours before the deadline to just go over, practice debrief, what uh, simulations have come out, any news out of the paddock, all that fun stuff. So for two hours on Friday, I will be right here on this YouTube channel. So like and subscribe. That way you will get notified whenever I go live. So that will be happening on Friday. Hopefully a lot more of those to come this season. But with it being the first race of the year, wanted to make an extra special two-hour deadline stream. So make sure to check that out on Friday before our lineups lock for the first time. So like I said, today's episode will be a little bit longer. I was on vacation last week, so I didn't really get to hit anything from preseason testing. And then I'll do a little bit of the conundrums in our team, uh, race preview for Bahrain, and then I will go over my current thoughts for the team selection. So like I said, check out those timestamps in the description below just to kind of jump around to whatever part of the episode you would like. Here is just the testing. There's a lot to go over. Uh, I'm just kind of going to generalize. There's a lot of great content out there for F1 nerds like ourselves that we can really dive into. But this is about as simple as it can get here. So thanks to the race.com or the hyphen race.com uh, with their excellent F1 visualize. Love seeing these things on X all over the spot. Uh, total mileage, just the laps for each team in preseason testing last week. So Haas led the field with 450 laps. Then it was Ferrari, Red Bull, Aston Martin, Kick Sauber, uh, the Carbohydrates, Mercedes, Alpine, McLaren, and Williams was the only team to not crack the 300-lap barrier. little interesting to see uh, the McLaren boys down there. They didn't seem totally enthusiastic about their performance in preseason testing. Maybe they did not get all of the upgrades that they wanted over the winter. So we will see. I was listening to the Missed Apex podcast yesterday. Um, and they were suggesting, did they sacrifice some 2024 performance with uh, to get the 2023 results that they did at the end of last year? 
that will be interesting to see as we move forward. But this is just kind of a excellent graphic on who got the most laps in over preseason testing. Haas's reliability looks pretty strong. Almost 450 laps in the three days of preseason testing. After that, F1 came out with their kind of testing debrief, which is something you definitely have to check out every weekend before you set your lineups in F1 Fantasy. They will usually do it on a regular weekend. If there's three practice sessions, they will do it after practice two. They will come out with some qualifying sims, some race sims. Something is a it's a must read for all F1 fantasy managers. Here was their qualifying simulation pace for testing. So Red Bull leading the field there, no surprises. Ferrari not too far behind. Then McLaren, Mercedes, uh, the carbohydrates, Aston Martin, Alpine, Kicksauber, Williams, and Haas. Not a ton of surprises with the bottom three there. RB jumping Aston Martin and Alpine is a little eye-opening. Definitely something to think about for our F1 fantasy teams as well. Uh, Alpine vibes are bad. Initially, when I did my game launch video, it seemed like Alpine had a great chance to be 2024's Aston Martin from last year, if you remember the pricing there. But it sounds like they just have a box on the track right now. There's nothing going right. The vibes are bad. I think I saw someone saying that the engineers on Alpine are liking tweets about how bad the team is. Uh, Not good for the French outfit there, but Red Bull, Ferrari, McLaren, Mercedes is a top four and the uh, Visa Cash App RB team there will be in fifth for qualifying simulation. Race simulation pace here. Red Bull leading the way as well. Mercedes and Ferrari, very, very close there. McLaren, Aston Martin, Racing Bulls. Um, I'm just going to call them the carbohydrates because V-carbs, carbohydrates, that's just what I'm going to call them. So uh, apologies if that gets confusing, but I will try to reiterate that every episode. Then Kick Sauber, Alpine, Williams, and Haas. So Haas trailing the field, just like their team principal predicted. So not going to go there. I'm going to avoid those bottom three assets of Kevin Magnuson, uh, Nico Hulkenberg, and Logan Sargent as best as I possibly can in my team builds. Uh, there was one team build that I put out on X earlier this week at my uh, my handle at UNFPL. You can follow me on there. Uh, that had Logan Sargent, and it was kind of tempting, but we will see. Still a couple of days to go until testing, not all the way set with my team one selection there. But this is what F1 put out as their race simulation pace. That had a change in the F1 fantasy tools simulation that they put out. So the graphic on the left there is what they had before preseason testing. The graphic on the right is what they had after. So you can see quite big changes there. Still very like heavy on Red Bull, but... The optimal team now, they're saying, is Red Bull, Ferrari as the two constructors, Perez, Stroll, Sonoda, Joe, and Magnussen. So I just said that I don't want to go anywhere near Magnussen. So that doesn't uh, fill me with confidence there. But the team before testing, Red Bull, Aston Martin, Verstappen, Sonoda, Joe Guanyu, Gasly, and Sargent. I wasn't anywhere close to that either. So it's very interesting to see these simulations come out on F1 Fantasy Tools, a great resource that all F1 Fantasy managers should be using every week. Uh, Rotor, 
over there. He updates it. They update it um, after every, uh, I think they always do it after practice two. And if they are awake, I believe they're in quite a difficult time zone for most F1 races. Practice three also gets an update. And during uh, the second half of last season, they were actually doing it after qualification as well, in case you wanted to use your final fix chip. Um, all that fun stuff. So definitely an excellent resource there. I should have mentioned this at the top, but if you want to join my backup fantasy sports F1 fantasy league, the code is right there. It's P3DA4NLOX08. So just type that into the join league thing on F1fantasy.com and we'll just join which has already got over a thousand people in there so uh should be quite competitive this year so definitely check that out as well but yeah once again like these simulations all suggesting that red bull ferrari perez is kind of the uh vogue team right now kind of the the trendy team to kind of get in with your f1 fantasy lineups i'm not sure i'm there yet it would take a pretty good performance from Perez in uh, the two practice sessions on Thursday to kind of get me to where the F1 Fantasy Tools simulations are right now. That does get us on to some of the bigger questions here for our F1 Fantasy teams moving forward to kind of start the year to max or not to max. So Max Verstappen, he is 30 million. He has taken a huge chunk out of your budget in the F1 Fantasy game. Is there a way to work around it? Personally, I do not think so. But here I have the top five drivers in the game right now. Verstappen, Norris, Perez, Hamilton, and Leclerc. Uh, those are the five most expensive drivers in the game. They're 2023 20, points per race. They're 2024 20, price. They're sim for Bahrain and the percentage picked in F1 Fantasy as of last night, Monday, February 26th. I updated those last night. So... Verstappen, Norris, Perez, Hamilton, Leclerc, their 2023 points per race. Verstappen was 46.1, Norris 19.9, Perez 26.3, Hamilton 23, and Leclerc was 15.2. Pretty disappointing year for the Ferrari driver there. Their 2024 price for the season, Verstappen 30 million, already mentioned that. Norris 23, Perez 20.8, Hamilton 19.3, and Leclerc 19.1. The simulation scores here. Um, Verstappen comes out on top with 37.9. Then it's next, it's Perez with 30.6, Leclerc 22.3, Norris 22.2, and Hamilton 21.2. So I think the simulations are expecting Leclerc and Ferrari to qualify quite strongly, as they tend to do. Uh, But Norris and Hamilton can make it up on race day. And then in terms of percentages picked, Verstappen 47%. So... If you go against Verstappen, uh, you got a lot of work to go. If he has, you got a lot of work to do if he has a great first weekend, which he is highly likely to do as he is the three time reigning world champion. He was really happy with how the RB20 looked in preseason testing. I think he even said that, like, they've done an even better job of making it how I like to drive, which is already so concerning because a lot of Red Bull drivers, even Checo, has said that. This car starts out kind of like even, like both drivers like it, and then it definitely tends to go more towards Max as the year moves along. So if Max already really likes this car, does that mean it's going to be more difficult for Checo to drive right off the bat? 
or is Verstappen just going to absolutely blow away the field more than he did in 2023? So 47% picked by for Max Verstappen. Then it's uh, Leclerc, 31%, Norris, 25%, Hamilton, 21%, and Perez and George Russell, the two least picked drivers in the field at 8% as of Tuesday, February 27th here. I understand that's kind of tempting like but to go rogue get Perez in like huge gains on the field right off the bat however there is a saying uh in fantasy football NFL uh fantasy football is um you can't win your draft in the first round but you can certainly lose it and it kind of feels like if you go with Checo Perez here that you could lose your like that would be huge if Max Verstappen has a huge weekend Perez kind of struggles and then you're trying to get Max Verstappen into your lineups so right now I am thinking that I will be having Max in my team and you will you can't really afford any of these other four drivers but I would probably rank them Max Sergio Charles then probably Lewis then Lando Lando at 23 million. That's just very, very expensive. Uh, doesn't seem super happy with the McLaren after preseason testing, whereas the vibes out Mercedes were pretty good. We'll see if we can get more info on them as practice one and practice two roll along in a couple of days. Another big question in the F1 fantasy world is the carbs versus kicks. So Visa Cash App RB versus Kick Sauber Stake F1 team. I'm not sure what we're legally supposed to call them right now either with their whole thing going on, but they seem to be the two budget teams that have become trendy since preseason. Uh, the carbs have been there all year just because they've pretty much said that they're taking parts off the RB19 and slapping them on their car and seeing what happens. Whereas Valtteri Bottas was pretty enthusiastic about his car after preseason testing. Alpine admittedly should probably be on this graphic, but uh, they are just, in, it seems like they're in a terrible place right now. So I'm kind of all the way off of Alpine. Um, I know a lot of people are still on them uh, with Espa Nakon and Pierre Gasly, both costing 7.8 million. But unless they show something in uh, the practices on Thursday, I don't think I'll be going anywhere near the French team for the beginning of the season, at least. So I've got Ricardo, Sonoda, Valtteri Bottas, and Joe Guan Yu on here with their same stats I just read about the top five drivers, 2023 points per race, 2024 price, the Sims for Bahrain, and the percentage picked. So Ricardo here, he had seven points per race last year, seven, uh, 7.3 points per race for Sonoda. Bottas with two points per race, and Joe Guan Yu 6.1 points per race. Uh, Sonoda really came on at the end of the year. Him and Joe Guan Yu were in quite a big battle for budget enabler of the year for 2023, but um, Visa Cash or Alpha at the time really stuck some upgrades on the car. And Sonoda has some great results in F1 Fantasy as a result. For 2024, their prices are Ricardo comes in at 9 million, Sonoda is at 8, Valtteri Bottas at 6.4, and Joe Guan Yu at 6.6. So, quite a big difference between Bottas at 6.4 and Ricardo at 9. Um, I would probably label them, I would probably rank them in that order as their price, like Ricardo Sonoda, Joe Guan Yu, and Valtteri Bottas as my preference for my teams in 2024. Uh, and for the Sims for this week, 
We've got Sonoda leading at 6.4, Joe Ganyu 6.2, Ricardo 4.6, and Valtteri Bottas at 3.5. And as a four percentage picked, we've got Ricardo 52%, Sonoda 28%, Bottas 26%, and Joe Ganyu just hovering above George Russell and Sergio Perez at 9%. The I think this is so. Like I just said, with like Verstappen versus Perez, like you can win, you can lose your draft in the first round. You can't really win it. And going with Perez over like a Verstappen there, that seems like a losing move. Like you're taking a huge risk right at the beginning of the season. You, I'm sure you can make it up, but I tend to not want to do that with my quote unquote first round picks. Whereas these all these guys at the back end of your driver's lineups, these are kind of more like flyery, take a punt, like they're all within manageable price ranges here that we could probably get up to all of them if we really, really need to here. Um, so I think a lot of us last year when the meta was just three RB, three uh Aston Martin, a lot of us spent a ton of time kind of fussing over who was going to be our budget pick of the week. And every time I switched it, the other guy did better. So we don't really like that was just kind of wasteful thinking. We probably could have just had a lot simpler time just sticking with our guy and the points would come in. So that's kind of how I feel with these uh, Visa Cash App RB guys, the Kick Sauber guys, even the Alpine guys really, really trying to avoid Haas and Logan Sargent. Alexander Albon also belongs in here. I think he's the most popular driver as of right now. We'll check on that later. So he's probably in my lineup as well. Uh, for me, I think Ricardo and Joe Guan Yu would be my preferred pairing out of these four guys. Just if you can afford the more expensive guys, that means that if the other guy, the cheaper guy looks better, you can just go down to him. That's a lot easier to go down to someone than it is to go up. Ricardo Sonoda is... It's really going to come down to practice to see how we do. Because Bottas here, he actually finished top 10 last year. I know that's kind of hard to believe, uh, given his two points per race over the entire season, but did have a strong first race with Alfa Romeo last season. Ricardo Sonoda, that's really going to come down to practices for me. A lot of people have both of them in their team, which I totally get. Uh, very easy to kind of peg them as the 2024 Aston Martin team, especially if you add their constructor in there. So don't blame anyone for going there, but I think the kick Sauber guys are coming into my thoughts because I'm off of the Alpine assets as of right now. So that kind of opens up a possibility of getting a little bit more expensive of a driver instead of kind of going all budget below 10 million here. So this is kind of where my thoughts are at with the carbs versus kicks, as I titled it there. I think I prefer Ricardo and Joe Guan Yu out of both of these driver pairings. But if you have to, I really don't mind going with Sonoda and Bottas if the budget means that you can get a little bit of a better driver into your F1 fantasy squads. Here is three quick team builds, just kind of putting all these thoughts together. So with the it seems like the no max crowd is getting a little bit louder, but I'm just not there yet. So what I've done here is I took their 2023 points per race total and the sim from F1 Fantasy Tools and just kind of added it to these team builds. These are some 
popular team builds that I've seen in the F1 fantasy community here. So the first team here is Verstappen, Stroll, Ricardo, Joe Guanyu, Alexander Albon with Red Bull and the RB squad here. So 173.6 for their 2023 total and then or 173.6 for their 2023 points per race total and then the sim it's got them at 195.5 because of max with the two times with the second team build here no red bull racing as the constructor but i've got verstappen leclerc sonoda gasly albon with ferrari and uh racing bulls visa cash app rb in here 144.8 for their 2023 points per race total 185.6 for their simulation heading into this weekend. So 10 points less than the max Red Bull build there. And then the Sergio Perez, Carlos Sainz, Joe Guanyu, Valtteri Bottas, Yuki Tsunoda, Ferrari, and Mercedes. This is the heavy constructor build that is also gaining some steam as everyone kind of thinks that. Obviously, it's been pretty settled that having good constructors will get you the most points as they will kind of double up on your drivers, all that stuff there. So with their 2023 points per race total, they were 153.6, whereas the sim for them, 196.8. So this is actually the best simulation team. Sergio Perez with the two times, Carlos Sainz, Joe Ganyu, Valtteri Bottas, Yuki Tsunoda, Ferrari, and Mercedes. So it's tempting. Mercedes seems to be better in a better place than they were at any point over the last two years. So that's encouraging for them. But like I said before, if Mercedes and Ferrari look great, then we can just move down from a Red Bull racing to a Mercedes and we'll bump up our second driver into a stronger position with a better driver than like a Lance Stroll. Like he's 10.7. So if you took Red Bull all the way down to like Ferrari there, you're saving yourself uh oh math uh 8.6 million i think and that's going to be a lot of cash that you can spend that will get you almost all the way up to charles leclerc and then you can have verstappen leclerc with ferrari and racing bulls so that's not bad at all either if it just looks like that's a route that we want to take in our f1 teams but that's another reason to kind of start with verstappen and red bull racing you can kind of just move anywhere you want with the budget. You can move down a lot easier than you can move up. But these are just three teams that I kind of saw put together with uh, in the F1 fantasy community on X uh, with some drafts that were going around. And this is where they all came out. So the max Red Bull was 2023 PPR total was the best, but it did fall by 1.3 points to the Sergio Perez, Carlos Sainz, Joe Ganyu, Valtteri Bottas, Yuki Tsunoda, Ferrari, and Mercedes built. A quick race preview for the Bahrain Grand Prix. Here uh, we've got the Bahrain International Circuit. Circuit length is 5.412 kilometers, 57 laps, 15 corners, three DRS zones. And the first Grand Prix was in 2004. The schedule for this weekend is, I've said it almost every preseason video I did, I'll say again here, it's going to be a Thursday, Friday, and a Saturday schedule here. Uh, the graphic says Sunday because it's from last year's uh, template. Should have changed that, but yes, Thursday, Friday, Saturday race schedule this year. So practice one, practice two are on Thursday. 
That's going to be at 2.30 local time and then 6 p.m. local time, which is practice one is 11.30 for the UK. Practice two is 3 p.m. for the UK. Practice one is 6.30 a.m. for the Eastern time zone in the United States with 10 a.m. for the second practice in the U.S. Friday, we've got practice three in qualifying. And Saturday is the Grand Prix, which is going to be 6 p.m. local time, 3 p.m. UK time. 10 a.m. USA Eastern and the qualifying. That's what we care about, right? Qualifying lineup lock is 7 p.m. local time, 4 p.m. UK time, 11 a.m. Eastern. And I will be live here on YouTube for two hours before that. So definitely remember to check that out. The last year's results from the 2023 Bahrain Grand Prix qualifying max, and then he won the whole thing. But it was the start of the Aston Martin kind of early season dominance here or dominance outside of Red Bull is what I should say. Fernando Alonso qualified fifth, finished third, and we were all very happy with ourselves at F1 Fantasy as we nailed the meta of triple RB, triple Red Bull, or triple Aston Martin because Lance Stroll also finished sixth and everything was looking great. Got a little bit boring there and eventually all shook out over the second half of the season and it was a very fun game. But the final 10 or the top 10 finishers in the race on in last year's 2023 Grand Prix were Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, Alonso, Carlos Sainz, Lewis Hamilton, Lance Stroll, George Russell, Valtteri Bottas, Pierre Gasly, and Alexander Albon. Some surprising names up there. Valtteri Bottas, Alexander Albon should give us hope for the kind of popular assets in F1 fantasy. The uh, Pirelli have come out with their tire uh, compounds for this weekend so we've got the c1 c2 and the c3 for this weekend and usually i don't go into that but it is important to note because in testing we had the final results of like over the three days who were the three or the the fastest fastest guys there um and as you can see here thanks to the race.com again they have visualized it with the fastest times and the tire compounds. So Sainz, Leclerc, Russell, and Joe Guan Yu all set faster times than Perez and Verstappen. However, Sainz, Leclerc, Russell, and Joe Guan Yu were all on the C4 compound, whereas Perez and Verstappen were on the C3 when they set their fastest time. So that is something to think about. Don't get swayed. This is mostly to just say, like, don't buy into everything you see at testing, obviously, like the four cars ahead of Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen were on softer tires. And obviously we're going faster that way, but Perez Verstappen on the C3s, very convincing performance from them. Everyone seemed very happy at Red Bull, uh, which is a little scary. You would hope that they'd have like one or two concerns, but no, it was not meant to be Piastri there also on the C3 with Hamilton, uh, Alonso, Norris. So not a lot of teams were on the C4. Uh, Sargent all the way down there in 19th on the C4. That is another reason to not go with the American in F1 fantasy. But this is just another graphic to show that testing shows us some stuff, but it can also lie. So if you're thinking that Carlos Sainz is going to just run away with some F1 fantasy points. Just remember that he was on a softer compound than Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen. Lineup lock one last time here. Um, 
in this part of the episode, uh, local time, 7 p.m., UK time, 4 p.m., and 11 a.m. in the uh, Eastern time zone of the United States, Friday, March 1st. It is a Friday lock for your F1 fantasy teams. So here we are just building our F1 fantasy lineup for the Bahrain Grand Prix here. Got a blank squad here, 100 million in the cost cap. Now, this is kind of, this is definitely where my thoughts are. I'm not just going to build like an experimental team. This is probably the team that as of right now, Tuesday, February 27th, this is the team that I would happily submit without any more data for the first lineup lock. So Verstappen gets the two times first guy in my team and I'm going to put Red Bull in there. I'm not going to really be that risky to begin the year. As you can see here, this is what we're talking about. Alexander Albon, 63% owned. Daniel Ricciardo, 53%. Max, 48 Gasly, I'm going to assume this number here, 45%, is from most of the first drafts when people were entering their squads initially, but I expect that number to drop, especially on Thursday when practice comes along. Leclerc, Alonso, Sonoda... Bottas at 26% compared to Joe Guan Yu at 9%. As you can see, Sergio Perez actually climbed overnight to 9% as well. I don't think there's a big enough gap from Joe Guan Yu to Valtteri Bottas to be worth uh, 16%, 17% difference there. And uh, Joe was better last year. Maybe Bottas just has better vibes going around this squad, but... Uh, coming out of preseason testing. But regardless, I think that's kind of the risk I would take. Like Joe Guan Yu, he's 0.2 more than Valtteri Bottas. So I'd happily go with Joe Guan Yu. So let's just slot him in there. Alexander Albon is kind of too good of a value to pass up as well. Finished 10th in Bahrain last year. Showed some great driving ability last year in that Williams. Hopefully they are taking steps forward as a team as well. With Daniel Ricciardo, 53% owned. Yuki Tsunoda, 29%. That is something to consider. I got 28.5 left right now after Verstappen, Guan Yu, Albon, Red Bull. I have seen some people going with Mr. Lance Stroll here. And then if you can slot in rb here because i'm going to avoid alpine i really don't want to go lower than this in the constructors like these bottom four here trying to avoid so this is a very nice gift and that leaves us with nine million and that's kind of where my thoughts are getting stuck because obviously dan ricardo nine million feels good to have him in there but you've only got 0.3 left so if i'm thinking longer term I am tempted to put in Yuki Tsunoda to leave me with 1.3. That way, if Joe Ganyu looks slow, right, then we can easily get to Valtteri Bottas. But the thing about having Lance Stroll in here is if Daniel Ricciardo looks way better than Yuki Tsunoda in that first week and Ricciardo jumps up 1 million and Lance Stroll doesn't look that great. Even if Stroll drops down 0.5, Ricardo jumps jumps up 1.5, becomes more expensive. This budget here will enable you to get to Ricardo pretty quickly. Uh, it may be a struggle to kind of maneuver around with Joe Guan Yu down there if like Bottas looks a lot better. But this is kind of the lineup that I'm looking at right now. That kind of it gives me 1.3 in the bank. 
you get the two most expensive assets. You've got the most expensive kick Sauber asset. You're one million away from Ricardo there with this budget, but you can easily move down to him in Saudi Arabia by putting Lance Stroll, say he just doesn't get it done in Bahrain or Aston Martin still looks the fifth or sixth best team come practice time. Like you can easily go stroll to Ricardo and you'll be fine. Like, I mean, you can still even do this if you want, you can get rid of Sonoda have 0.3 left. It just makes your team a little bit less flexible heading into Saudi Arabia, which I don't love because I have no idea how the prices are going to go this year. Um, They started just having wild swings in the second half of the season. Don't think anyone ever figured that out. I really tried to kind of get a grasp on what they were doing with the prices and just nothing kind of matched up well enough to kind of have a good enough idea about what was going on in the game. Like sometimes be 1.5, it'd be a million. You could have a double DNF or a constructor and they would go down 0.1 and then they would finish eighth and 10th and they'd go up a million. So it was really all over the place. So that's why I'm tempted to leave this amount of money in the bank moving forward into the second race of the season, but keep the two most expensive assets in the game in max and Red Bull, just in case we need uh to make some drastic changes to our lineup come the second race of the season. But that is actually another point I would like to just make real quick is that I'm really open to using my wild card early this year. Uh, last year, it was a little bit of a useless chip because we were all able to get triple Red Bull, triple Aston Martin at the beginning of the year. And then we were all pretty within two, three, four races able to get onto the triple rb triple mclaren build that we all wanted after a while and the wild card just became a little bit useless i would say i think some people even went the whole season without playing it but with the way the pricing is it's very top heavy if something looks like i'd rather not play it going into saudi arabia obviously but with like the australian grand prix uh as the third race after about three four races if it looks like I've got it totally wrong, I will happily activate my wild card that early in the season. No regrets there. Just fix a problem and get on with the season. But this is where my head is at right now. Uh, if I even want more budget, obviously, Joe Guan Yu to Valtteri Bottas could be quite easy there. Give me 1.5 million. But right now, I've got Joe Guan Yu there. So this is kind of where my head is at heading into practice on Thursday. So Max Verstappen. Joe Guan Yu, Alexander Albon, Yuki Tsunoda, Lance Stroll with Red Bull Racing, and the Carbohydrates team as my second constructor. One of the last things I want to do here for this already quite long episode, so if you're still watching, thank you for that. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel or the podcast, wherever you're listening and watching, all that fun stuff. But one of the last things I want to do here is just shout out a bunch of other resources in the community. Um, I'm on X and YouTube and TikTok, but there's a lot of really, really good F1 fantasy analysts out there. So I just wanted to give those guys a shout out here. So this is the list here, the who and where you can find them. So F1 fantasy tools, I'm going to reference them all season. So they definitely deserve a ton of shout outs for me. They've got a great, um, they're on X, got a great website. I'm on their discord, really, really good community there. Uh, doesn't spam you too much to get the analyst simulations whenever those pop up 
definitely get in there. You can go to their website, f1fantasytools.com. And just, I think they've got a handy little, just join Discord click right there. So just do that and get more involved in the F1 Fantasy community. Their F1 Fantasy HQ was on my first episode of the preseason. Shout out to Adam. Uh, He's on X all over the place. Just no F1 news gets by that guy. So definitely worth a follow there. His blog is also one of the must reads of the week. He has uh, five things we learned after every race and five things to watch before every race and he's been putting out some preseason content he's also on youtube at the fantasy formula on the fan amp page along with f1 fantasy hub he is on x follow him there he's also on youtube with adam for the fantasy formula and has his own youtube page so that guy does about three youtube videos a week i do one so shout outs to him i watched his team selection this morning and he will have another final thoughts video there uh pop pan man f1 top 100 finisher last year definitely should check his thoughts out if you want to get smarter at the game listen to one of the smartest guys in f1 fantasy he's on x and has a excellent youtube channel where he puts out a team selection final thoughts i believe he's also doing a live stream so um yeah just get two monitors watch mine and his at the same time there uh reddit f or fantasy f1 on reddit go there lots of thoughts going on there a little bit quieter than most reddit sub forums but um still plenty of players over there and f1 fantasy tips on x is also worth a follow so those are just the excellent f1 fantasy resources along with me at unfpl where you can follow me on x tiktok here on youtube at backup fantasy sports uh give us all a follow just kind of put us all on a list and watch what we say about f1 fantasy throughout the year but just want to give one shout out at the beginning of the year to give uh, all these guys some credit for their preseason work and the rest of the work that they will do throughout the season. One final plug for myself here, my deadline live stream already told you about it, but it will be there Friday. It's going to start at 2 PM UK time, 9 AM USA Eastern, two hours of me blabbering on, which I've already done for about 35 minutes in this episode. But if you want two more hours of that, Tune in on Friday live on YouTube on the Backup Fantasy Sports YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. You'll get notified when I go live. So um, at 130 subscribers, let's try and get that up to about 150 by Friday. And then I'm just going to incessantly bother people until I get to 200. So we'll work from there throughout the stream. But we'll see what happens with the practice debrief, the simulations, go over all of that, see what's going on in the paddock. Definitely. Two hours sounds like a lot of time, but it will fly by and we will be submitting our F1 fantasy lineups for the 2024 season on Friday, March 1st. It's going to go by very, very quickly. Hopefully I will see you there, but good luck tinkering for the next couple of days, two, three days. We've got practices on Thursday. Can't wait to watch those, figure out all the data. Uh, And yeah, it should be a fun few days before our lineups lock. One more time, like and subscribe to the channel, podcast, wherever you're listening. Good luck ciphering through all the data for the next few days. But thanks for listening, and I will talk to you next time.